Welcome to Fuck Back to Hashtag Adulting, Episode 2 with DJ and Alana. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time joining us, thank you for being here. And to our returning listeners, we want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for your support. We reached way more views than we expected, and that's because of you. And we just want to let you know that we appreciate you, and we appreciate all the feedback that we have received from our first episode. So Alana is going to get into the topic this week. Okay, bet. What does it mean to be an adult? Do you just turn 18 and all of a sudden you know everything? Are you still doing the things you did when you turned 18? Hopefully not. Becoming an adult is learning how past behaviors impacted your future positively or negatively and changing whatever behavior that you need to. Adulting is hard and takes 50 plus years of practice. But yet, we're already ready to retire in our 20s. This week's episode is here to address this so you don't get burnt the fuck out just trying to adult and take care of your mental health and well-being at the same time. DJ and I will discuss tips and tricks on how to maintain your sanity as an adult. We want to start by throwing out some sayings you might hear as an adult, like protect your energy and save your money or learn to balance work life and home life and go to school watch who you hang out with and it's what you have to do it's just what it means to be an adult i'm sure we've all heard these things in one form or another but how much of this has ever been helpful to you none of those things actually help to teach you or show you how you actually save your money or what it even means to protect your energy or honestly what it means to balance work in home life. How do you balance work and home life when it's literally the same life? How do you separate the two when it's literally all you do? You go to work, uh, you, you're running on a set schedule, and you work either part-time or full-time, you come home, and you still have to work. <laughs> Being an adult kind of just means finding time. And the most important thing about being an adult is finding the time for you. So, Alina, at 18, what did you think adulting was? What do you think it is now? And, like, how did you prepare to become an adult? So, honestly, I can't really answer that because I definitely did not visualize being an adult. Um, (laughs) I didn't think about what it would be like. I didn't really look past college uh if that makes sense so when i was in high school i kind of just visualized getting into college using that as my way out and you know just making a a name for myself you know continuing my education but um yeah so i definitely did not think anything about being an adult i just kind of thought adult being an adult turning 18 meant gaining independence Um, from your family, you know, having the ability to purchase things. So, uh, so yeah, I'll I'll talk a little bit about what it was like when I turned 18. So as soon as I turned 18, I did everything that I could possibly do, you know, when you become an adult. So I I purchased cigarettes for my sister when um, she was, she was smoking. I don't know. I think she's still smoking cigarettes, but whatever. So I purchased cigarettes at the corner store because I was finally 18 and could show my ID and get it. I um, I also finally ordered 
from TV. So you have to be 18 or older to order from TV. <laughs> I think I ordered one shampoo and conditioner at the time. Um, and then I also, of course, went to the strip club. Um, and yeah, so I did everything that I could possibly do. Oh, I purchased lottery ticket for the first time in my life uh, <laughs> when I turned 18 as well. And so that was really it. It just meant like I had more uh, authority over my life to do more things and again, just be independent from my family. Um, and I guess, it, of course, it has changed being an adult now, now that I am 24 and I'm no longer 18 or in the teens. Um, being an adult now, you know, obviously, ha it means wearing different hats, um, kind of working full time or doing what you're doing. So having sources of income, um, being an adult means paying your bills on time, uh, making sure that you're uh, paying off your loans, your any debt that you have, just keeping up with everything, um, you know, just making sure everything is in good standing. So uh, yeah, I mean, being 24 is a, and being an adult is a lot different than being 18 and being an adult. Again, because you don't have as much attached to your name when you're younger. <laughs> but as you get older and as you become more exposed to what life is and gain more life experience, um, there's a lot more that uh, you're responsible for. And so I think it's just changed over time because as I've gotten older, responsibilities have also changed. Um, and what was the last thing you asked? What do you see uh, adulting being now that you're older? Like, could you define it in, in two words? Give me two words. How would you, or three words, how would you define adulting at 24? I'll give you one. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's it for me. It's just bullshit. Um, but how do you feel? You know. Uh, so, I've always felt like an adult just because I've I've been the only child. So, the whole growing up past for me, and I live in I lived in like I guess um, uh, a certain neighborhood where you had to grow up fast. So, I felt like I was always older mentally than a lot of people. So I didn't really know, but but I didn't really know what adulting was because I was the only child. I was kind of shielded from being a an actual adult so I was like 20 cause at 18 19 20 my parents are still paying my phone bills still paying for school still sending me money for for uh like for groceries at school I was still on my mom's car insurance health insurance so I was milking as long as I could so I didn't really get to experience adult adulting like full on adulting so I was like 21 when I moved off campus and I got my own place and I got to see, like, all that little shit my mom was complaining about. And I thought she was over-exaggerating. Like, the lights. It would be days where I was sitting in the pitch black. Because I'm like, why the fuck my light bill so high? My light could be, like, $2 over. And I'm like, that's too much fucking money. I got $2. I have $2 I can fucking save right there. So, I had to start paying for my uh, health insurance. And I started paying for school. So, once my parents were like, all right, look. We've been paying for school, but now it's your turn to chip in. You got a full-time job. And I was like, damn, I really got paid for school. And I was paying my car note. And it was only like $250 every, every uh, like once a, well, once a month, $250. So I'm like, I'm like, bet. So I think I, I can manage that. But 
when you're not getting the full, you know, you know, adulting salary, you know, you think you're rich. You're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm making ten dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour. Oh, that's a lot of money. And then once you get your check, and that's that's when adulting really hit me. I had my first job at fourteen. I was making ten dollars an hour at fourteen. So I think that's the first time adulting like really like that. This is what it is. When I saw my check and I said, "Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is FICA? Who the fuck is Social Security? Who the fuck is taxes? S uh, what you call it? Health insurance?" And I was like, "Look, I don't even think I need health insurance. I think I already got health insurance. With my mom. I don't think I need y'all to double down on me. I think I'm gonna be fine." And so that was my first, my first time really getting adulting because getting to adulting because I'm like, "Damn, I'm gonna buy these new Jordans came out. They two hundred ninety five dollars, but my check gonna be like eight hundred dollars." And you get a check, and it's like $500, $600. And you're like, damn, I got to make this last two more weeks? And I want these Jordans? Like, and I had to, like, use money to get back into from work. So I'm like, damn, how this going to work? So I, I, once I really got into adulting, I was like 21. And it hit me because I had phone bill due, rent due, car note due. What else I had to do? school do and I have like two midterms all in the same week and I had to take week of work offs to practice on to my focus on my midterms so then I'm like damn one of these bills ain't getting paid and that's when I realized like my mom was like balancing money and I'm like damn she should you know I, I don't know why like she act like we struggling we got it <laughs> and then like once I that's when I realized like damn we ain't have it like that I was tripping <laughs> So, I think when I, I really got the full, the full weight of adulting, I was like twenty one. Yeah. For me, I feel like I always had those things in my life, so I it was never like something new when I became an adult. I um I was used to having to save money and also having to buy my own things. You know, when I turned. 16 I had my first job um, and I always just continued to work throughout school I, I worked full-time when I was in college as well went to, to school full-time um, so those were just part of my life so it wasn't something that was like new to me um, and I will say not being my mother's first child and the first child being the favorite I don't care what parents say <laughs> But the first child is the favorite. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We had a little interruption there with the airplane. I know you heard it, but just ignore it. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the Real first child. Yeah, just exactly how it is. Is how it's coming. Um, so I know the first child is the favorite because the same way you were treated by your parents where you didn't have to worry about your health insurance, you have to worry about your phone bill, all those things until you turn 21. Yeah, not so lucky. I had to take care of those things. Um, I don't even remember when it started, but it definitely started early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like nothing for me for that. And a lot of times uh, I was just used to it. So, you know, having those bills, not an issue. I I understood, you know, those were just things that you had. If I wanted a phone, then, of course, I got to pay the bill. If I wanted a car, you know, when I got my car, when I turned... Damn, when I got my car? I don't even remember when I got my car. But I got my car, um, I think I, like, 
17, 18, and I knew, obviously, I had to pay for insurance, um, you know, I bought my car outright, so I had to pay the car, like, I was in Connecticut, I had to pay car tax, I had to pay for license registration, emissions, just everything, like, I was so used to always taking care of everything on my own that, again, it wasn't, like, a big deal, um, I also, like, I helped other people at the time, so for me, like, those parts of adulting didn't really hit me, um, at all, I think now what I, I think really does hit me is just the fact that I have to make time for all the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at with, in my part of adulting, and I guess that's the reason why I definitely wanted to talk about this um, in this episode today, just because it's so important for finding time for you. Um, and I think because I was so used to just taking care of the responsibilities, making sure things were paid on time, taking care of my bills, student loans, health insurance, car payments, you know, dealing with taxes, um, any medical bills, <laughs> that I didn't really take the time for me. And it's definitely important um, just because it does burn you out. You do get tired and um, you just need to take the personal time off that you're provided you know so that's definitely something that we want to get into when it comes to protecting your mental health while also dealing with everything that life is throwing at you again you know just taking care of responsibilities when it comes to bills if you have student loans just taking care of those things it's so important to pay off debt (laughs) and uh to try not to owe um is what i've learned as an adult um, just owning everything that you have, just wanting to own a house, wanting to own your car, like wanting to own things is way more important than, you know, having things right there and now. Mm -hmm. So definitely build for your future if you can, um, when it comes to those things. Not everyone, you know, wants a house, not everyone wants own their car so to each his own no big deal everyone has their preferences but it I will say it's very important to not owe things <laughs> you know what's funny though that speaking back on you're saying that you didn't you were already paying bills and like so you were used to it so funny thing is my dad tried to uh do that to me he's like <laughs> he's like man you need to go ahead and like you know you gotta start start try to like you know try to put it mentally in my head that I, I'm, I need to take care of myself right now and my mom was like, mom was like, he didn't carry him labor. <laughs> she was like, uh, you my only baby. He said, hey, baby, whatever you need, I got you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think I'm listening to her. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what he's trying to say, but uh, I'm struggling right now. So if I need twenty dollars, uh, I'm gonna call. I'm not gonna be like, you no, know, trying to su- you no know, suffer and be like, you know what? This is gonna make a man of me. <laughs> I was like. Mama, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely because you had the means to do that. Yeah. You know, you had that open door where your mom told you, hey, you need something, you call me. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has that. Like, I didn't have that. I couldn't just call, you know, my family up like, hey, I need this or hey, I need that. Not to say that they didn't do those things, but I knew that I wouldn't just reach out unless, like, I really, really couldn't yeah. do it myself. Um, and that's very big for me. Um, ooh, I want to talk about something when I was in college. 
So again, you know, I started working at a very young age. Um, I started working, you know, even before I turned 16, but obviously legit when I was 16, getting taxes taken out, you know, mm-hmm. PTO, whatever, all that, all that good stuff. Um, but when I was in college, there was a time when I did get burned out. Um, it was back when I was in my junior year. So I was in my junior year of college, and I was working at Red Lobster. I had been working there for a while. You know, I was working as a hostess and a server, um, and I would work double shifts. Like, I would work all the time, pretty much, uh, just to make money, you know, save. Again, I had bills to pay, things that I had to take care of. Um, and I also worked on campus, so I had three part-time jobs at the time. But it felt like full-time because, again, like, those three jobs were kind of in rotation. Um, that I was kind of doing, but it was definitely the uh, the job at Red Lobster that really, really took a toll on me, I would say, and so finally, there was just one day I, I just couldn't do anymore, like, I just couldn't do anymore, I was overwhelmed with school, I was overwhelmed with work, I was tired, um, I mean, at this time, I would wake up at you know, six, seven in the morning every day, wouldn't get home until, depending on the day, if I was working, you know, at Red Lobster, I wouldn't get home until one in the morning sometimes. Um, and then most times I still had to do some work. <laughs> like I would still have homework or, or um, you know, I would still have to study. And so I would try to make time in between that. Most days I would only sleep like three day, like three hours. Um, and it wouldn't be straight three hours. It would be like naps, you know, like mm-hmm. in between the day, taking naps in my car when I get the chance or taking a nap in the library when I get the chance. Um, and so finally, again, I just, I was just so burnt out <laughs> that I quit my job. Like I quit my jobs. I stopped working. Um, and I had a talk with my family and I was like, look, I'm at this point where I need a break. Like, I need a break right now. The only, um, the only, like, help that I wanted from my family was help with my car insurance. Like, everything else I was like, look, I can pay. But at the time, my car insurance was super high. And I was just like, I need some help with this. If you can pay half, that's great. And... It was like a big thing. <laughs> it was like such a big thing for me to take. I think I took like six months to mm. myself because I need, like, I really needed it. Um, I was super depressed. Like, the way, like, I'm a very, very positive, like, optimistic person. I'm always thinking, I'm very realistic, but I'm also very optimistic. Like, I like to push myself to do everything that I want to do. And same thing with other people. But at that time, my thoughts were so negative. Um, I would beat myself up so much, like, with any little thing or any mistake that I would do. Like, I would just go hard. (laughs) I would go in, like, talking shit about myself and just wearing myself down. And so I was so fucked up mentally that I knew I needed to get myself out of this. And I wasn't able to do it if I didn't take that time to myself to do that. Um... And so I didn't want to get stuck 
in that mentality where it was too late, you know? Because once yeah. you get there and your thoughts are just always there and you're just always Mentally, super... You know, everything becomes negative. And everything, like everything. Everything you see. You see everything in a different lens. Like, it was just like my whole, like, vision was different. My whole brain, um, like, function was just completely different, completely off from what I was used to. And so I just felt so off that everything would like piss me off everything would make me mad um to like a point where i never felt peace mm -hmm. and so i knew that if i didn't do this like if i didn't take this time then i didn't know what was going to happen to me from there you know so i wanted to just make sure that i took that time for myself to get back to who i know that i am um and so i did that and so it did it did take a hit for me because I, I don't like to ask anyone for anything and when it comes to like my family and stuff it wasn't always easy for me to talk to them and ask them for help mm -hmm. because I just knew I really shouldn't be asking <laughs> um, and so that was something that was hard for me but again I did it because I knew I had to um, if I didn't have to I definitely would not have done it but I knew it was necessary for me at the time uh, and so it's definitely definitely important for people to take the time when you're feeling that way when you're feeling off take a personal day you're you're at work you have to work take a day take a sick day like call out on these people honestly like they, they don't care about you, <laughs> you know, so you know you know what's crazy though uh, I had the same same feeling in college and the, the first time I ignored it and I'm like damn I'm tripping I'm just stressed out it's college you get so it's two points to this the first one is I, I had the same feeling same thing as you but mine got super bad the second time around because I ignored it the first time instead of fixing it then so I so I ignored it the first time the second time I'm like the second time I'm like going into a super deep depression mode I'm missing class I'm not wanting to go to class I'm not wanting to go to the gym I'm not wanting to do anything and this is a time where I was a lot of things was going on in my life so just put it in perspective I was working full time trying to balance full, working full time because we have problems at home so I'm now I'm trying to be more independent and take care of myself because I don't need, you know, I don't want my family trying to help me out because they need to help themselves out. My mom and grandma, grandmother both um, said they might have cancer again. So I was like, okay, they're going to go in, uh, you know, go in and do everything again. It's going to be a process. And I saw like the process the first time when my grandmother went, you see your grandmother one day, head full of hair and next day she's sick and bald and you're like, oh shit. And it hits you different. So then, at the same time that happens, like uh, they said that they might have cancer again. My grandpa finds out he needs to have uh, open heart surgery again. So he had open heart surgery before, but this one, at time, they said it's worse. So I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if he's gonna be able to make another open heart surgery. So this is all going through my mind. And now, that's going through my mind. I've never, I was never, so I went to school in a, you know, in a impoverished neighborhood. So there was no college prep. There was no 
college work to show you like, hey, this is gonna be course course uh, course load in college, so be prepared for it. So I didn't have that. So when I got to college, everything I was just overwhelmed, and I had to sit out. Uh, I, I had flunked like academic probation my semester, my first, my previous semester because I had to have knee surgery, and one of the teachers just flunked me because he said. You're not coming to class, and I'm told him I can't go to class. I can't fucking walk. Let me go to therapy. He's like, you look, it's either my class or therapy. So I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna go to therapy. And like, motherfucker, you're not paying me to, you know, to learn how to walk. So after that, that got me depressed. And for me, I didn't stop it. So it got bad. So like, everything became negative. I started just like being angry towards everybody. I got lazy. Um, like even suicide, I tried to like commit suicide, and that shit didn't work. So I'm like, damn, like nigga, you can't complete nothing. So, and it, it's funny looking back at it now, cause like I look at, it, I was like, that's so fucking childish. Like that wasn't you. Like you, you like you could have been better than that if you just like and talk to somebody. But again, when you're in that neighborhood like that, growing up, you don't know who to talk to. You keep your problem inside, and you talk to a. Black people had to struggle all these years. It's nothing else to struggle another year. You know what I mean? So I felt like that was it. But uh, another point I was going to make is, it's so easy for people who have never been in college to say, it's just college. You shouldn't be stressed. You shouldn't be stressed. Like, it's just school. And that irritates, that irritated me the most when I, like, I wanted to tell people when they were like, you know, like they would say, oh, it's, it's just college. It's just school. It shouldn't be, it's not that hard. I was like, motherfucker, you are sitting at home at Couch University, like what the fuck? What the fuck do you know about trying to balance all this shit out? Like I gotta go to work, I gotta go to work, and I get off at twelve. But yet I got a, a twenty-page thesis paper due by Friday. Like I can't take I can't take off from work, and then professors get mad at me because I'm like I'm I'm failing this class, and I got like I got to see, and he's like, but I I think you can do better. What's the problem? He's like, do you work full time? I said, yeah. He's like. Hey, I think you need to quit your job. And I looked at him. I did. I just looked him in the face. I said, "Well, who the fuck gonna pay him out for school?" And he was like, "You mean you pay for school yourself?" I was like, "Why else would I be working a fucking full time job? You think I'm doing this shit voluntarily? Like, you, you think this shit for play play?" I don't know what they think. So yeah, I wanted to definitely talk about that because coming, you know, from a school in. Uh, an impoverished neighborhood and going to public schools that don't have the necessary, like the necessary materials that you need, um, and everything is pretty much outdated. Like you, you can't really oh, say no, anything else. History. Like everything's super outdated. You're not getting the actual education that people are getting in, you know, the richer neighborhoods. Um, who and it's crazy because the rich neighborhood and you, where you're from, it's literally maybe 10 minutes down, down, the, down the street. street. <laughs> it's literally down the street. You can get there within 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I mean. So I, I will, I will, I want to say 100% is probably a fact that anyone who grew up in an impoverished area and went to a public school, you more than likely did not have the necessary materials that you needed for classes. Um, a lot of teachers probably had to buy things on their own for everything. Uh, you probably had to buy things as well. So, I mean, that's that's basically how we both grew up, um, you know. just in different areas. And yeah. because of that alone, 
we were so behind when it came to going to college. So just mm. getting into college is a thing. So just getting there it's like the, it's like is a big getting thing. Getting to college is like the biggest thing. Like, I got to yeah, college. but then you're there. Your family is very happy, and then you get there. You're like, this, this, ain't, this, this ain't the move. Yeah, this is not what it was this signed not, up to be. This is not what not, I this signed is not, up this, for. This is not a different road. They were not. Not like, what I signed up for. Why the fuck are they so happy in college? I, I really don't know if it would have made a difference for me if I went to, like, a public university as well, but I went to a private Jesuit university, <laughs> and... Let me tell you that that course load was so rigorous to the point where I... Drive a regular person crazy? I was... I just was so... It was crazy. So I was pissed my freshman year, my first semester. I was so pissed because I was in a... Um, so I was on campus at this time. So I was in a three... Like a, a three-person um, room. So I had two other roommates with me one of my roommates always wanted to invite me out like again first semester of college I'm not used to any of this workload <laughs> I'm not used to any of the work that I'm doing I'm not used to having homework I'm not used to having assignments for five different classes at that that's due mm. the next the next it's class crazy. like it's crazy so I was not used to any of that I was not prepared for the amount of readings that I was having to do and the amount 30, of essays, like pages of essays and the word count that mm -hmm. you were supposed to. I was not used to any of that. I'm used to five five paragraph um, essays, like... Two page, double space. Okay, like, like I'm used to that. Like, I'm used to bare minimum, like, giving you exactly what you're looking for type of work. Mm -hmm. So when I'm over here my freshman year first semester taking you know five six courses at the time for whatever reason oh because my advisor at the time told me oh yeah you should you should be perfectly fine for for taking six yeah so I was taking six classes my first semester ended up dropping it because what the fuck why mm -hmm. was I doing that and so um yeah like you are not prepared for well i wasn't i was not prepared for any of that and so i would be pissed because everyone around me is having fun drinking going out every night like partying and i'm like how the fuck are y'all completing everything you need to complete and still partying like again i'm up three o'clock four o'clock in the morning sometimes yep. and people are just getting back from a party you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You know what I learned in college? Why we, why I had the same problem as you? Well, cause we, why? It was, it wasn't the fact that, it was the fact that we weren't prepared. We weren't taught the same thing. The main thing I learned. Didn't we didn't have to work. No, no, <laughs> nobody taught us how to study. But I had good study habits. It wasn't that. No, for me. like if you like from for you, you might have had a good study habit because you. Like, but I'm saying, think about, we both graduated top of our class. You graduated valedictorian. I graduated number five in my class. I got through high school by remembering shit. Yeah, I know. In college, when I got to college, when I say I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to study, my friends would do the same thing. My friends would, he would study for like two hours and be fine for the rest. And like, I'm studying like to fucking five o'clock in the morning freshman year trying to put this shit in my head and I don't I'm still getting C pluses and B's and he's getting A's and he's not even trying. 
And it was like, oh, yeah, we take college prep classes, you know, before we, before we graduate. So we get this workload all the time. Like, we used to write 10, we were used to write 10 pages and shit. I'm like, what? 10 pages? I was like, the longest essay I had to write at that point was like five pages. And that's because I chose to write five pages. And it, the, like, the requirement was three. I was like, that's fucking crazy. I was like, so the, the hardest part for me was learning how to fucking study. Because, like, I was reading every fucking page, every, like, 30 pages, 30, 40 pages a night. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm still not understanding what the fuck I read or studied. And I'm just like, damn. But, yeah, I mean, I just wish that there was a better way for for professors or teachers to kind of provide you an actual guideline of what you need to know. Like, I feel like if... Yeah, how it should be pointless. Right, but I feel like you just need to have a basic... And if you can explain something back to someone in a way that you understand, then clearly you understand it. Like, everything should just be verbal at this point. Like, we don't need to sit there and have written exams 24... Unless it's math, like, obviously that's a little bit different. But, I mean, when it comes to writing, when it comes to most other... Like, almost every other um, major, like, everything could be communicated. The same thing with, like, learning a new language. Why the hell do you need to learn certain things of a language when you're never going to use it like i'm never going to use this shit in a sentence unless like you're a mate like you're majoring in it and that's your major that's different but like when you're taking electives i just feel like a lot of things can be communicated you can have an open-ended like exam with each person one-on-one you just schedule you know what i mean like you just schedule one-on-one with people and ask certain questions that are open-ended if they can explain those things to you then they understand it like it's that simple why the hell do you want me to memorize things word for word when that's not how real like that's not how real life works (laughs) you don't need you don't need you don't need i don't even remember half of the shit that i learned like you know what i said quote the first um college is really like going to high school for six years because the first two years of college the first two years of college is like re re uh doing the four four years in high school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I always felt like the first two years of college was a money grabber and but pointless as fuck. Cause like you're telling me for twelve years, cause you're from K to twelve, twelfth grade, twelve years I'm learning English, uh, history, science, and math. So then my first my first two years in uh, college. I gotta go take all my prerequisite, prerequisites for English, science, math, and history. You telling me so those twelve years get compacted into two years and are fucking pointless. And I just think it's so college can get their money. Well, yeah, of course that's mostly what everything is. But to kind of get back into um, adulting and kind of like energy and dealing with your mental health when it comes to all of these things. Um, I'll definitely want to get into just your thoughts when it comes to adulting, your thoughts when it comes to, like, college. If you are in college, I know there probably are some people who are listening or are currently in college. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the things that did help us when we were in college and what's kind of helping us now, like, outside of that and learning how to kind of become... Um, 
not become an adult, but kind of get into finding our place in society, if that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, like, I know DJ and I talked a little bit about our experiences when we were in college, you know, dealing with depression, trying to overcome those things. We didn't really get into detail on what we did to break out of that. And so I want to talk a little bit about that for me, um, just because I think it's definitely important to kind of learn yourself. Um, that's why I say it's, def- it's the most important thing about adulting is taking time for you which means understanding what you need as a person, like what your body, what your soul desires, having that understanding of what's necessary for you to keep you going. Like what's motivating you, what's making you you get out of bed in the morning and what's keeping you happy and what's keeping you satisfied, you know, what 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 are your desires? So just kind of getting into those things, um, kind of maintaining that motivation so that you're able to accomplish things in life and continue to move forward towards your goals. Um, so again, for me, what I had to do was kind of choose what was important um, back in college, and I chose myself. So I, of course, I, I put myself above all else. I am an Aries by, uh, you know, by definition, all of that. So I definitely come first, I'm definitely a priority in my life, and everything else is after that. That's just kind of how I work, not to say that, you know, I don't care about other people, I don't care about other things, but I am number one, and, you know, I'm all that I have at the end of the day, that's kind of how I feel, Um, and so I definitely take care of me, and so take care of you, whatever that means, learn what that means for you, because for me, it meant making sure that I'm being nice to myself. So I realized that I was really harsh to me. And I'm, I'm not, like I am that type of person, but not to that extent. So I'm more of a perfectionist. And so I definitely will get on myself about things if I do make a mistake. But I will also move forward and say, okay, well, I'm gonna do this next time and then do those things. Um, but at this time, instead of that, instead of like me being a little harsh and then, you know, moving forward from that, no, like I would dwell in it. I would just be in there and I'd be like, well, you did this and now this, this and this, and you know, you're not a good person or whatever, you know, just kind of beating myself up over and over, dwelling in that, like consistently staying in that energy and like harvesting that energy and those emotions, um, And so, again, like, you kind of, you just don't realize that you're doing it (laughs) unless you do. And then when you do, you're able to change if you, if you want to, um, or if you, you're seeing that your energy is off and that your, your thoughts and your emotions and everything that is tied to that is a little bit off and it's kind of taking you away from the bigger picture, it's kind of taking you away from your goals, then you know, then it's really important to take that time, to spend that time to practice better habits. And so for me at this time, what I decided to do was when those thoughts would come into my head, like say I messed up or I did something wrong or I did something wrong in a test or whatever, I would tell myself three positive things after that. So that was it for me. I would like 
constantly be reminding myself of all the good things that I've done and um, all the good things that I did that day so that I would continue kind of going and getting through my negative thoughts and those negative emotions. Um, and also learning how to separate, well not separate, but learning how to kind of process what I was feeling instead of harboring, like keep containing it in and not really processing what was happening or not really processing how I'm feeling at that moment. Um, just because again, I was already dealing with my depression and I, I already have some anger issues myself, like prior to that and continuing after that and so at that point everything was just terrible because again like my whole everything about me was off at that time and um yeah so I mean for me it was just realizing what what issues were there so definitely having a sense of self-reflection being able to take some time to think like, hey, am I a better person than I was yesterday? Like, what did I do better today than I did yesterday? Um, so kind of holding yourself accountable for those things as well. So if, you, if you're the type of person who likes to, you know, before you go to bed, um, create a little list of what you're gonna do the next day, or if you do that throughout the day, and then you double check, make sure at the end of the day, hey, did I do X, Y, and Z? Um, so just kind of being able to hold yourself accountable to the little tasks that you say that you're going to do, just because, you know, it's important to be there for you, if that makes sense. It might not make sense, but showing up for yourself means taking care of the tasks that you're setting for yourself each day. So show up for yourself, be reliable to yourself so that you can also be reliable to other people. So everything that you do for you is an extension of how you're gonna treat other people, how you're gonna interact with other people. So if again, you're constantly, if you're constantly saying, hey, this is my list, I'm gonna do this, but you forget to do one or two things on that list every day and you keep putting it off and you're not doing it, First, you're procrastinating. Second, <laughs> you are, you're lying to yourself saying that you're gonna do it because if you were gonna do it, you would have done it. And thirdly, you're also disappointing yourself. So just holding yourself accountable for the things that you say you're gonna do and the things other people say that they're gonna do, you know, is definitely a way to just keep track of your habits and trying to get out of the things that you aren't doing or the things that you are doing. Um, just kind of, again, some having some self-reflection and being able to point out the things that work and the things that don't work or what isn't working in your life right now and what is working in your life. Um, so yeah, those were kind of the things that I do, I did and I continue to do now excuse me so um so yeah I mean definitely just being nicer to yourself is most important like the internal work is really what matters but also the external work as well so during the time when I wasn't working and I was just going to school and then after school I would go to the beach um back home so I'm from Connecticut and I would just go to the beach which was like located 10 minutes from me. I loved it. I would go to Seaside Park all the time. Um, I worked out a lot, so I spent a lot of time running. Um, at that point, I was at like, I was in the best um, 
shape of my life really I was running like six to ten miles all the time like every day I wake up in the morning go for a run um, throughout the day if I wanted to I'll go to the gym again or I would go you know for a little bike ride do something um, so I was really taking the time um, to be in nature to kind of gain the energy from the Sun being around plants being around um, you know just being around trees and open space and the water like I loved it it was something that I definitely needed um, to kind of clear my mind I also would meditate a lot meditation is like is like the best medicine that's free and easy to do and easy to use like best medicine in life is just meditating just being silent just trying to quiet your mind so that you are just at peace you're at one with yourself it's gonna bring you so much closer to what you want and having a better understanding of your life as well um but yeah i don't know if if dj you want to yeah so for in. me uh i can name about 10 things i did first thing i did was um i moved back on campus and I moved back into my own dorm, so I didn't have a roommate. So that was number one. Um, this is just me getting back and finding myself. And like after the whole suicide thing and everything, learning what I needed to do myself, I need my own space. But I needed my own space at a cheaper value where I wasn't struggling to pay rent. Because school is more expensive than having to pay rent, but it's different when you have to come up with the money every month. Rather, when you can pay school as you go when you want to. Oh, I got more money here. I'll pay more in the time. So, I moved back on campus. I, <laughs> I started participating in uh, activities that's redacted. Uh, what else <laughs> did I do? I started, uh, oh, I started like. Don't go I started what you call it a lot. I started masturbating a lot, and that was like the biggest stress. I started working out a lot. I started reading. I started meditating. I went vegan for like two and a half, like two years. Oh yeah, I forgot. And so I when you when I put all that together, it was like all my like so my mental became centered. My my sexual became centered. My physical became centered because I was running. I was running two hours on trailer every morning, and I would go. It didn't even run another hour. It's just like, it's the fact that I found something that brought me peace. And it was because when I was running, I wasn't thinking about life. I was thinking about running. Mm -hmm. So I would run. Uh, I got down like the 210, which is skinny as hell for me. Um, what else? I would say the, the <laughs> another main thing is, besides the vegan, I met, I would say, three guys in college that became my, uh, my best friends. And just being around him made me so much happier. One, uh, name is, we call him Hack. Y'all can follow him on everything at Balls of Glory. Um, number two is a guy named Ronson. And we call him, um, he was like the Henny, Henny Godfather, if you will. So he's the one that introduced me to Hennessy. And so I remember just being with them and we young in college, and we would just have like kickbacks all the time. And you having kickbacks with your friend, y'all are like playing music loud as hell, and y'all just turn the fuck up to Chief Keith. Don't think about shit. You just like enjoying the doing it. 
So those two guys. I will say I'm glad you got the little Hennessy out of your system yeah, before we got together because I, I would have been pregnant. So I can't, <laughs> I can't drink it. I can drink Hennessy now. I'm definitely a wine. You know, I'm you definitely cannot. in my wine. I'm definitely a wine person now. You cannot. Okay. Yeah. So, and fun fact, I didn't drink, have my first drink. Till I was 21. So I was like, I was definitely one of those queen. Those. Meanwhile, I had my first drink at 11. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 that, that's a lot. So my mom did give me margarita, but it was just like juice. My mom don't drink hard. Look, like It's not that hard. So okay, but if my aunt is watching this, she's the one that gave me wine as a baby, so that's why I like wine. Yeah, my, my mom, <laughs> I just used to drink by my mom. My mom was like, you want some here? Have some, have some, have some. And I'm not implicating my mom. <laughs> um, the statute of limitations is over right now. But yeah, and I, like people, I don't know, people, I know we talked about, like, uh, our last episode was kind of, like, sexually driven, but I don't think people realize that masturbating or having sex with the right person, not just wasting your energy, can, like, center you. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's an exchange of energy, and should be used wisely. what I used to do, I used to meditate, but I would, like, meditate me having sex, but I wouldn't, like, have sex. If that makes any sense. So you visualize you yeah, having sex. But I will, That's not meditating. <laughs> it is meditating because I had my eyes closed and I was sitting crisscross applesauce. That Indian, is not meditating. I was sitting Indian, Indian style. I was, hmm. First of all, it's supposed to get rid of your thoughts. You're supposed to be I would, like but, in a blank space. I was no. a blank space. Blank space of having sex. That's not what that means. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't think people realize how powerful that is. So when you put that, you put your physical. I'm I'm in the best physical shape of my life, and mentally, I don't have anybody around me. So when I do, like maybe have a panic attack or something, I'm by myself in my own space. You're so calm in your own space. So for me to be able to have decorate my own room and be in my own space, to have a panic attack and just be like, okay, you're in your own space. Nobody's here. Like talk to yourself, calm yourself down. And to have friends that you can go out with and enjoy, uh, enjoy your time with, that's when I, I really got like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking happy now. Like, it was like I was, and that's the that's the uh, semester or the year of school. I got like I got a four point mm-hmm. and I was like, damn. And I know ninety five percent of it was because I was vegan. Mm. And so I will say, I want to say definitely. Um, yeah, because I didn't touch up on that at all when it comes to the relationships that I had. So I definitely, definitely appreciated my sister during that time because we would go out, we would do stuff all the time like that. I miss her. Those interactions, <laughs> you, those interactions play such a big part yeah, that you don't they think. Do. You it don't was think like, about it. It like, we're just going out, but it plays yeah, a big part. Yeah, but it does. It does. Because it does take your mind off of things. It does help you to kind of get away from your everyday life. And it puts you just in a in a means to just have fun and enjoy life and be with your favorite people you know be around people with good energy so my sister definitely is my best friend has always been my best friend we would go out karaoke all the time go out for drinks we would go to the bar like we would go to haunted houses like we were basically dating because we would just go (laughs) on dates all the time like haunted hay rides haunted trails haunted houses like October is our favorite month. It's her birthday month. So, again, like, we would just celebrate all month doing different things, pump like, carving pumpkins together, making pumpkin seeds, like, all the things I would always do with my sisters, literally what I do 
with you. So again, <laughs> she was like my boyfriend when I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, so yeah, just of course having great people around you with great energy who are also able to help bring you up when you're down. Yeah. Definitely important. Definitely makes a difference in your life. Um, yeah, I will say that uh, my friend Hack was the reason I didn't like try to commit suicide again. Suicide again, because. Like he had been, he had been, he already had went through the same thing, kind of. Um, not kind of. He did go through the same thing of the depre- of depression and all that. Um, so I was like, all right. So when he, it was funny because I guess when you, you go through something, you can uh, when you go through something, you can uh. So when you go through something. I guess you can kind of laugh on it. So I remember like him just telling him about it. And he was like about the first experiment, first experiment, first experience. And he already had a went through it. So he was like, damn, nigga, you can't die. And he make a joke. So he was like, like, nigga, you can't die. You think you're invisible, nigga? You better than Jesus. So he was like, he was like, he was like, damn, you're a cold nigga. Like, so. It was fun. Like it makes like when people all laughed at me, I was like, "Damn!" That's when I. That's when I got happy. I think that's why I'm such a joyful, goofy person now around people, because because like I want I want you to feel this happiness, like just just joy that I have. That's why I don't think I take anything serious anymore, because I'm like I'm taking things serious too serious sometimes, and you kind of get kind of gets in your head. But I definitely think like you said relationships is maintaining a good healthy relationship. Friends, family is a good uh, part of your mental health. Definitely. I definitely agree. Um, Something that we didn't really talk a lot about, but I definitely want to just bring back up are the main stressor in most people's lives. So let's talk about bills. Okay, so adulting, of course, means having more responsibilities, and that means you have to pay bills, whether it's your rent, you know you gotta pay rent if you're you're living on your own. That motherfucker twice uh, <laughs> a month now. And um, taking care of you know your student loans if you did go to college and you're currently paying off your student loans, kind of taking care of those things. You may or may not be benefiting from our little hold right now since we have to wait. You know you don't have to pay anything until December thirty first. Um, you know so technically. January of 2020, I mean 2021. Um, so kind of take advantage of those things, you know, still put away whatever money that you can, I would suggest. Um, just putting away whatever money that would have been going to your student loans and kind of save that and put it away if you want to. Um, you know, right now what I'm doing is I honestly didn't even need to take out loans. I had a full scholarship. I just like when I was starting my first year of college, I accepted every single thing that they gave to me. And because of that, I have like I had um I mean, the my student loans were under 10,000, so I really owed I think around 7,000, let's say. I'm probably rounding it up. Um but I've paid it down to around 3000 now, and I'm just going to pay the rest of it off by the end of the year since we're not um, really making any payments. 
so that's my thing for right now uh so i've been just saving the money again that would have gone oh look a butter it's a ladybug <laughs> um and so i'm just saving the money that i would have been making payments towards that um and just gonna pay it off at the end of the year i would definitely suggest if you aren't making those payments right now just kind of tuck the money away as much as you can and pay that off like try to figure out a way to do that if you can i also would suggest maybe getting with your students getting with um the loan people again and just letting them know like hey i can't make these payments try to make an, another payment plan that's kind of a little bit less uh so that you can also just afford to save more money if that makes sense all it takes is communication yeah so just kind of reach out i that was one of the things that i've always done i will always reach out to whoever i need to reach out to get the answer that i want to get so <laughs> you should definitely talk about your issues when it came to when it comes to like school and like financials and all of that i think it would be beneficial to get into um but yeah so it's definitely important to reach out and see what you can do you know if something isn't working for you reach out to who you need to getting the right person on the phone is the key so keep trying mm -hmm. until you get the right person who's going to tell you what you need to hear because i don't know if it is the aries in me or not but i definitely will continue no, that's the right thing <laughs> now people are gonna say no but that one person said yeah, yes so i was gonna say yeah right. and i'm like okay but no listen to this so again i moved from connecticut to texas um back in 2018 and when i moved at the time I had TD Bank, which again, at the time I did not was, I did not know was only located on the East Coast, but here we go. So I get to Texas with all the money that I have in the bank on, in my, on my TD card, my TD Bank card, and I am trying to find a TD Bank so I can pull out some money and buy my car. So before I came to Texas, I literally sold everything. I literally got rid of everything. I moved here with like a duffel bag, <laughs> you know, my carry-on bag or whatever. That was all I had with me and everything else I kind of got rid of. So I sold my car before I moved. I got rid of everything. I kind of gave everything away, donated to the Goodwill, whatever, all of that. And so when I came here, I was basically just starting fresh, all of that good stuff. I wanted to get a new car and i wanted to just buy my car outright again that's kind of what i was used to doing back home um every car that i had i i owned and so i would just pay cash you know buy a car really quick of course a used car and call it a day and so that's what that was my plan when i moved here like i was just gonna get a car and then i was gonna find a job so i, I moved here without having a job so whatever i did that it is what it is but you had family here so if you if you're thinking about doing that, make sure you have a backup. Don't just move to a new city <laughs> and just be like, "I'm here, it's popping." What the fuck is happening? Because your people, ass might be homeless. But you, you gotta think where I'm from. So I'm from the East Coast. Like New York is right there. People literally go to New York with the same thing, with that That's same different. mindset. That's You basically moved across the country. So. That's different than moving from. No, no, no. But I'm saying people from across the country move to New York to. Of, like go but, for the but dreams I'm saying like have, to but have at least have a plan when you get there like 
If you got to sleep in your car, let you just make you mentally know you sleeping. You gonna sleep in your car. That is good advice. But, but don't, what I'm saying is, I know what you're saying. You but, can make anything happen for yourself if you want to. That's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying, make sure you like you're prepared to make things happen. Don't just be like, you know what? Today I'm move across New York, and you get there, and you like, damn, I'm a, where I'm gonna stay? Like, if you haven't thought all this shit out, you should, probably shouldn't do it. Some people are just makeaway people, and some people are just planning people like everyone's different i definitely say it's not for everyone but if you are a person who literally makes shit happen and you're a go-getter and you're a hustler you know do what you need to do then by all means definitely push yourself to try new things and get out and do those things right now like if you are in your 20s if you're still in college or if you're just getting out of college this is the perfect time to do all the reckless shit that you're not going to be able to do when you're older because you're getting deeper and deeper into being an adult and there's more responsibilities that you have x y and z whatever so if you don't have any responsibilities you don't have kids you're not married like just go and do mm-hmm. the things that you want to do let me say <laughs> right to you, now. 20 to 24 are your best reckless years literally once you get to 25 because i'm so i'm older than alana so i'm on paper i'm 26 but Physically, I'm about like 67, 80, 80, somewhere in between. So, from 20 to 24, I was good. And then 25, Father Time just hit me with a fucking right hook and knocked my ass down. 25, I don't know what happened. I couldn't drink anymore. Wake up every every day. You, you know the commercials where you get up and people are like, oh, shit. That's me getting out of bed every fucking morning. Oh, goddamn. That's me getting out of out of bed every morning, so I definitely I definitely hear what you, hear what you're saying, and I just think that people should like you know enjoy life. You mm-hmm. would you rather you 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 should be living your life right now, mm-hmm. and don't be fucking miserable at forty and fifty. Like damn, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. You know what I mean, niggas and. You know, so, oh, oh man, if I would have went hard in high school or like you know stayed in the bush, I probably could have been a you know college athlete, maybe went to the pros. But don't be them type of niggas. Just go hard right now. You ain't got shit to lose. The country already fucked up. How yeah. fucked up can it be? Like, come on. If the country already fucked up, get fucked up with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. like honestly, there's just so much going on right now that it's so important to really live your life for you make sure that you're just taking the time to do the things that you really really want to do right now (laughs) facts facts so but one thing you will have to do though if you do want to like you know do all that shit you know do and live your live your 20s out you gotta make sure your bills taken care of like you can't just be out here. <laughs> I was not, I was saying that earlier. Uh, you can't just be out here like, you know, going ham, going everywhere, if your bills not fucking paid. So I think that's another thing that uh, adulting would teach you that bills wait on nobody. When them shit say it's due, it's due, and it's not like you like you know what. I don't feel like paying today. I want to go out, so I'm gonna go out instead of paying it. They'll understand. I would say. If you got a mindset like that, it's gonna it's gonna be fucked up. Um, but I know one thing that you talk about a lot is vacations. Listen, I am queen of vacationing. 
So let me tell you a little bit about me. <laughs> so back when I was working full time, um, okay, so remember how I said back in college, I took some time off. So I took about six months off from working. Um, finally, I found a, a job that I actually really liked and I was happy doing it. So I started working as like a receptionist um, and in like a little call center back in Connecticut in Shelton. And so I was working with, um, with uh, just specialists and kind of scheduling and setting up their, their, um, their appointments with different patients. So I was working with a whole bunch of different specialists when it, it comes to like, you know, um, feet, hands, uh, back, knee, etc. And so, yeah, I mean, I was working full time. I started that job in the be very beginning of 2008. Yeah, so again, you know, I took my time off during my junior year. So 2018 was my senior year. I was graduating in May of 2018. And again, I got this job in the very beginning of 2018. I started working. Everything was fine. But during my final interview, when they were giving me my offer, I was like, hi, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm graduating May of 2020. I already have my vacation set up for this. I'm going, you know, I'm going away for two weeks. May of 2018. Huh? May of 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going away for two weeks, you know, like it's a big deal. Um, and so I'm going to be away, like I need this time off. And again, like it was me demanding two weeks <laughs> from people who... Sometimes you got to do that, like, hey... This is not a request. This is a notice from people who do not like. You have to get. You have to have seniority at that particular place that I was working in order to have that amount of days off. <laughs> and just because like I was the worker that I was, like they really liked me. You know, I really connected with my boss at the time. She was just like, you know what, Sam? Okay, great. And so, yeah. I mean, I. I I took my two weeks and so back in June of 2018 I went on a cruise for about a week I believe it was like a five or seven day cruise um, I went to Miami like I went to Florida um, I went to the Bahamas and you know we were just in the water for a while as well that cruise was with Norwegian I've been on a couple so I've, I've done Carnival I've done Norwegian I've done Royal Caribbean as well um, and so again queen of vacationing take your vacation time demand more vacation time if they don't want to give it to you take the time off anyway just don't get paid I do not care like I personally do not care I will call out if I want to <laughs> like time, having a time of your life is more valuable than getting paid you're sometimes. going to remember sometimes you are going to remember the times that you enjoy the most like I am always gonna remember taking my very first cruise when I was 16 thanks to you know my family um it was for my my cousins like six 16th birthday she wanted to go on a cruise she invited basically all of our family it was such a big like thing every time I turned I ran into a person that I knew so again like it was perfect I felt so safe I guess on the cruise at that time and I knew like okay this is a safe 
place to be like I can go on cruises um, and so I love cruises definitely try a cruise not right now because of COVID but when you get the chance and when things are kind of hopefully back to normal we can go out and do more things try to take a cruise like it's definitely an experience you want to have it's a safe place and it's an easy way just to to travel and to explore new places okay so back to the point i've been take your vacation i've been voluntold that I'm yeah going you're on. going on cruise. <laughs> you have no choice sorry <laughs> but um definitely definitely take the time off take time to travel even if it's a couple of hours away from you know your home even if it's a couple of uh, states away no matter like take the time go places that you want to go experience the things that you want to experience just do it don't um don't really worry about everything else like so again, like I'm very spontaneous. I'm very, I just do things. I take risks. That's the type of person that I am. Um, so if you are not that person, then, you know, enter at your own risk. It's it's up to you to take this advice. But you know, if they're not that person, if they do that, it might be even more exciting to do it. But that's what I'm saying. So you want to take the risk, you do it. But don't sit, don't, you know, come back to me and say, hey, I did this and... Now I don't have a job because, well, honestly, that's not a big deal because. I mean, but we never we never said go anything without jobs. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say that, but I'm just saying like if something if you does happen, you take, you take time off, you know, because you needed the time off. You're like, hey, I need a vacation, so you take the time off and you do that, and they're mad at you for taking it. Listen, fuck them, like. <laughs> Fuck them because they don't care. You know, these companies don't care about you. It's important to make sure that your mental health is okay. So if you do need time off, just take it. Listen, it if, is the, what it is. if the CEO can take weeks, trips Listen. across the country and all that, you could, you could take two days without them asking you a fucking question. Honestly, like, like, come on. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like COVID really has been testing the boundaries when it comes to working. So, again, like, I haven't worked in an office since March. <laughs> like, I've not been back in an office since March. I've been working from home since then. Um, thankfully, you know, I love it. I really enjoy just being home. I'm Like, I've always been a homebody. I've always been someone who likes to be home anyway. So, truthfully, this, this is perfect for me. I love the six feet distance. Like, stay the fuck away from me. I hate people who are all behind, like, I'm just not that person. I like to be left alone. Like I don't like to. I like to go places and, like, be in my leisure, leave like space. Like, give me my personal space. Don't be all of heat. Like, all of that. So I'm perfectly happy with everything. You know that's kind of transpired because of it. Of course, everything that's happening is extremely tragic. I'm not saying any. Like I'm not condoning any of that. I definitely feel for anyone who has lost anyone you know during this time due to covid i'm very sorry that we don't have someone in power who really cares um but beyond that a lot of things again just social norms have been tested and i think some of those have been very beneficial for certain types of people and so me included is what i'm saying i feel like I've benefited from it, 
um, just being able to be home and not having to drive every day, you know, not having to be exposed. So thanks to everyone who is an essential worker, you know, who still, who has been working throughout everything. Um, but my job, you know, isn't something that really requires me to be in the office, never has. I always felt like it could be done remotely and finally it was. Um, and I always said that to DJ as well. I was like, I don't know why I have to go into office. Like all of my clients are in a whole different city anyway. So I can literally work from home. And so um, it was finally nice to have that happen, um, you know, besides how it happened. But definitely, oh, are you say something? Oh yeah, just, I'll just piggyback off what you're saying about vacation. So like I said, I've been, legally working since I was 14, but I've had a job since I was like three. I was one of those kids. Shut up. <laughs> I'm telling you, three, the three. Shut up. Man, say, look, three, at three, I was picking up cans, was you going to the junkyard. Lie. What? Girl. Motherfucking lie. Man, you better ask about me. You motherfucking lie. Man, you better ask about me. I was in Listen, the streets with I a job. Listen, I was in a hustler. I literally created my own lemonade stand, like, out of I'm telling you, I use crazy. You know that? I look, listen, at, at three, from three, from, from three to from three to eight, I was collecting cans. I was cutting yards. I was cutting, yards. cutting yards. Look, I was getting money, right? Lying. And then nine, 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 ten, eleven, I got put onto the candy hustle. I was a candy man in school. What man say? I was get, I was hustling, and then after that, it was about a couple years. I was like, okay, my mom was like, look, you can really, you know, do some chores. I'll give you some real money. Man, I was out here cleaning out sheds. I'm trying to, I'm like, hey, you need a roof done? No, damn well, my big ass can't fit on a roof. Like, I'm trying to do everything. And I was like the, uh, the man in the house, so I'm like, it's my, it's my responsibility to do it. But I'm trying to fix everything. I got me a little, a little handy screwdriver. My mom had got me a two-step when I was 11. A colorful screwdrivers. I was nah, in Memphis fixing I'm everything. Dead. I'm dead because you just reminded me that my grandmother was dead pimping me out. Like, my grandmother would be like... Legally, y'all. <laughs> my grandmother would be like, Hey, um, if you massage my feet, I'll give you a dollar. And listen, like a, a dollar? dollar? Yes. See, <laughs> that was I crazy I don't know, If y'all if y'all like, if you remember when you were young... <laughs> A dollar was a real listen, dollar. Listen, a dollar could get me four have, bags of chips. What? I could get and a it covered in taxes. Like, listen, I can, I can get, get so I get like fifteen pieces of bubble gum. I can, I can go get, get me two. Dollars. I can go get me two sodas. What? A dollar was man say every twenty five cent juice. Um, the jug. What, what was it? The jug. The little jug juice. Jug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Man, look. I that's when a bun. Some. That's when a bun pop was a dollar, not a dollar and fifty. Nice command. I got good dollar fifty. Who carries fifty cent around, bro? I got this dollar. You know, tipping me out look. four dollars. She'd be like, "So listen, shout out to you, Grandma, because I give the best massages because of you. Like Facts. I give great foot massages. I give great back massages. Like shout out to you. You know, those dollars meant a lot to me at the time, even though." A dollar was a dollar. I was giving you a lot more work and than you know, a dollar. You know, you know, you know what's funny? You know, we talk about the dollar, dollar, like what's worth the now of a dollar. <laughs> you, do you notice that like our Nothing. our parents would say the same thing to us, our grandparents? Mm -hmm. I remember being young, 
I was being, I remember being young and my grandpa told me he was like a dollar. He was I like, remember seeing he was my like, first thirty five cent chip bag and listen, I was like, What the fuck is this? Listen, then wait, start wait shout out, wait, Arizona. hold on. Shout out to Arizona for never changing the prices on your drinks. No, they did. No, they're still a dollar. No, so there was a point when they did go up, and I think because people were... It, would they go up to a dollar? Because they were 99 cents, so they go up to a dollar, you had a penny. Okay. No, it was one fifteen. That's for I tax. Th- yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But no, they didn't that's cha- not they, fine. They didn't change it, like, dramatically. No, that's not fine. Like, it's back to a dollar. It's 99 cents now, like... Yeah, well, shout out to, shout out to Arizona though, but yeah, I remember like my grandpa telling me, "Hey, I don't he was think like, we can do that. Wait, don't we? Can we do that? Uh, I don't so. think so. Never mind, we take it back. Nah, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my my grandpa like I remember him telling me, like, yeah, when I was younger, he was like, he was like candy used to cost a penny and a nickel, and I remember young like oh six years old when he told me this. And I got mad because I'm like, take me to the store. And he's like, I can't take you. I'm like, why you can't take me to the store? Well, yeah, because motherfuckers yeah. was taking one penny. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know of inflation when I was five and six. I'm like, why the fuck he's being stingy with the candy? <laughs> yeah, but back to me saying about vacation. Uh, like I said, I was, I w- I've been working since I was three. You are fucking lying. A- ask about me in these streets. They know me. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, I'm not being stereotypical, but I live in. A, Ask her. I live. I'm not being stereotypical, but I live. I live in a whole Hispanic neighborhood, so working at a young age was common. Okay. If you told me that you joined a union at that age, maybe I would. I would believe you. See that they had a child. Uh, they had a child union. I would have joined. Pay my union fees. But uh, yeah, I had it. so I didn't take. So from three years old, I'ma say three. You can believe what you want. From so from three. To twenty two, no, how twenty? Shit, how old am I? So three to twenty four. I didn't. I've never taken a vacation. I know you fucking lie. I never took a vacation. Actually, you my, had knee surgery. That's not a fucking vacation, nigga. Okay, but no matter what, you were off. <laughs> nigga, I couldn't walk. You were off, nigga. That's, that's not, not like a vacation. You're not. You got to. Shit. Nigga, have you had knee surgery before? Do I look like I do? Nigga, that shit is not a vacation. That shit is painful. You ever been sleeping in a coffin? That's how you got to sleep like you're in a fucking coffin. You can't turn on your side. You can't do nothing. You sleep like you fucking King Tut. That's what that's what you're doing. So? It's uncomfortable as hell. No. You can pay for my... Okay, I'm going to send you to what you call it. You go to therapy, and you got to go to de- therapy three times a week. And every time you go, it's $250. Well, that reminds me of college, but... Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> no, it, was, it was not vacation. But, like, actually going somewhere... Was my, like by myself as an adult, my first time was I think twenty four, twenty five, and wait, didn't you do family vacations? That don't count though. It counts. No. Yeah. We went to Florida like every weekend though, because my family was from Florida. But like, but I'm that saying still that don't count. It does because you got to think of the people who have never actually gone anywhere. Like, there's a completely different like perspective of a person mm-hmm. yeah. who I see what you has mean. never been outside of the state that they've lived in, where they're born, all of that. Like. There's a difference. So even just going there may not have been, like, you may not see it as significant, but it definitely played a part in your life as well. So, like, it changes your perspective. If you're someone who has been exposed to, there's more. I guess you're right, because I've been to Florida. By by the time I was 10, I've been to Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, California. I had been to New Mexico, Mm -hmm. like, 
Like you, I you been, think. I have been. I think I went to Vegas at that time too. Like you may not think. I don't remember, but that uh, they count, but they count. Like the reason why I feel like I am as bold as I am when it comes to just doing things and just getting out there and taking risk and all of that good stuff is definitely because at a very young age I was exposed to travel, like. Mm-hmm because my aunt and my uncle were well off and I had cousins who were around my age I was able to visit them all the time so although I wasn't living that life I would also be able to experience it you know every summer when I was on vacation Mm -hmm. and they could you know pay for a plane ticket for me to go visit so because of them like my first time out of Connecticut really was Georgia so I was in Georgia for the whole summer and that's when I was really exposed to a completely different life where, you know, they had a pool. <laughs> like, yeah. there's like a family. We would get together every night, have dinner, sit down together. We would also, um, and again, this is me at five and because I, I had those memories and because I was also able to see them um, because my family was someone who would record everything. So we had videos and you've seen some like (laughs) and so I mean those things being exposed to that at a young age was definitely you know an eye-opener for me because I knew that there was so much more out there so because of them again I I traveled to Georgia that was my first time anywhere we've been to Tennessee so I went to Memphis I've seen like I've been to Elvis Presley I forgot I went to like Graceland and all that shit I I forgot about that and so I mean, I like, spit. those were the first. I was finna, I was finna bash the L's, but I, I tried, <laughs> I'm really not. Those were like the first things that I remember going to and just being able to experience different things, going to museums. I guess I went to the Coca Cola factory. You know, just all those things like going to Cabbage Patch Land was a big thing. I guess at you the gotta time. get addicted to the like thrill, seeing something like a just new place. Just seeing new, yeah. Just so I, new I guess I guess you're right, yeah. But so like, it's definitely a different perspective, like to someone who's only been where yeah. they're from. But I remember that particular uh, vacation because I was a manager of my job. So if somebody called in or anything went wrong, I had to go in and fix it. And I just remember that for that week that I didn't have to worry about work at all because I couldn't get there. Mm. So I didn't have to worry about answering the phone, call, anything. It was nice to just be wake up and be on the beach every day. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. So now, I was, now on, like, vacations, I'm like, is there a beach involved? If not, <laughs> is it really a vacation? But... um. I think vacations are very important for your mental health. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will tell people to do, just how, two things, go eat by yourself, go che- take yourself out, treat yourself to a fucking movie, eat, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can go on a vacation by yourself. Like, yes. I feel like for women, it may be a little hard. Like, I know for me, I'm hesitant. Like, I've wanted to do a cruise by myself, and I know, like, I've been on enough to know that there are single riders, and they typically will have um, events, too, just for single riders, so you can get to know other people who are also there alone. Um, So it's, again, like, it is a safe place, but at the same time, I'm someone who does like to get off the boat and travel, and to travel alone in a new place is kind of... You know, I'm just iffy about that, but I guess that's the reason why they do the events where you connect with other people and you can kind of feel safe. Um, 
if you form a little group. Uh, and so for me, in that sense, I would be okay because I typically do make friends. Like, I'm e- it's you easy make, to make yeah. friends and it's easy to get to know other people. Like, I'm quick with, with doing that. But at the same time, again, just being a woman, I'm naturally very hesitant <laughs> to do something like that alone. Um, have, you, have, you watch, have you watched Parks and Recreation? Tom would tell you, treat yourself. And I feel like that's the motto when you, like, thinking, should I do this for myself? Should I? Treat yourself. You should. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. think, think about just the excitement you'll get. Like, I told I told uh, Alana that, uh, I'm just call you by your government name. <laughs> I told Alana that, uh, like, before we got together, she's trying to, like, my birthday's coming up, and she's been, like, she was like, oh, we're going to go here and go there. She's like, what do you like to do for your birthday? And I told her literally, <laughs> For like the past couple of years, what I like to do for my birthday is treat myself to everybody who gives free birthday breakfast and dinners out. Like, I've I've eaten six times a day because it's free, and that was so exciting to me. I don't know why. Like, I'm a simple person, so that that was fun. That was fun for me. Um, I do want to get into my what I thought I think is going to be my favorite topic for tonight: adult team wine relationships. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Go in. Start it. So, I think if you haven't had a healthy relationship with family or yourself, I think it's going to be hard to get in a healthy relationship with somebody else. You think? So, two, two things I will say is that because I feel like I had a healthy relationship with my family, I, I understood what a loving, like, relationship was, like, a relationship where I wasn't judged or anything like that. So, I, like, you kind of have your expectations, and you kind of know, okay, this is how it should feel. And I will say that adulting in a relationship is hard when you don't take the time out to talk about it, communicate, and if you don't realize that that other person is a fucking adult, too. So... I know one thing about us is that we communicate if we need time. Like, if we're going through something at work and we're stressed the fuck out, we communicate like, hey, look, I'm going through this and I need this time because I'm going to go fucking crazy. And just communicating with that, I think that allows me to realize, you know, if Alana says that, it allows me to be like, okay, wait, she isn't, oh, she's a fucking human too. Like, just because such and such just happened, like, that doesn't, you know, because she, cause she's working from home doesn't mean, hey, it's an easy job. And I think most people think like that. Like, a lot of people probably think like, oh, they're working from home. Like, they can do every fucking thing. They're at home. They should be able to do everything. And if I come home from work and nothing's done, I could care less. Because I don't know what she did today. Like, I don't know if today was the worst day of her fucking life. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, you should, like, consider those things. Be like, hey... What is you know what's going on? How like how how she how she thinking? And that took me a while because I was definitely blind to a lot of shit, and I don't know like I don't know how I didn't see some of the stuff. And it was just me. I think it's me being selfish because I've been the only child my whole life. So it took me a while to like get on board of like putting myself on the back back burner when you have you like when you're living with somebody and. Also, that um, just like shit happens, it's the door. And bills come up, 
you know, things happen, but real adults will sit down and talk and communicate with other adults. And that's one thing I, I really learned in this relationship is communication is the key uh, in all forms of adulting. And in a relationship with your significant other, your family, even when uh, Alana was talking about paying bills, like, do you call your loan people and tell them, hey, I want to, uh, you know, if you can pay, if you have anything collections, you call them and sell for 15%. That's usually a magical number. Just letting you know. So if you call and you have communication with them, you probably just save a couple hundred dollars right there. So I would say the main part for me that I learned in adulting is communication and that everything isn't on your time. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I used to live on myself. I used to be on myself, and everything could have been could be on my time. Now I understand if she asks me to do something, it needs to be done now, not when you know DJ feels like it because I thought you feel like it doing it at that time. And when you're with somebody who doesn't ask much of you, when they do ask any, anything of you, you should be right on top of it. Like I am. Like now, I used to. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize this until Alana pointed out that she would ask me to do things and I'll just like take my time and she she never really asked for anything. She's like a person who she she rather break her back and do it herself than ask for help. So when she does ask for help, it's probably because she, she really needs it. So when she asks me to do anything now, I just like stop and do what I'm what I'm doing to do it. And I think just understanding that but it's just understanding your partner. Yeah. So it's like an extension of, okay, again, because, you know, coming from someone, again, who was an only child, was used to doing things when they wanted to do, has lived alone, X, Y, and Z, like, you're used to your own habits and what you do and not feeling like your actions also affect okay. another person. Mm-hmm. So coming from someone like me who was in a home with other people um who had an older sister who again just lived in a small like I lived in a small house um shared a room x y and z so I understood what it meant to be considerate of another person understanding like not being able to take long showers because you know, another person is going to take a shower after you. So, like, just little things about being exposed to living with another person already um, around your age, I think, is a little bit different. So, because I have that background where, you know, I grew up sharing a room, grew up having a very minimal, like, space to myself, X, Y, and Z. So I think that's another reason why I am someone who does need a lot of space. I'm someone who um, likes things, like likes to be alone, who, you know, who needs time to themselves often. And I think it's because it kind of lacked in my environment for a long time. Um, But yeah, so just knowing your partner, it's important that you take the time to really get deep with each other um, on your needs, on what it is that you are really needing from that person. Because not everyone has the same love languages, not everyone has the same needs, not everyone has the same wants. So if you are in a relationship, 
and you know want it to last want it to be successful it really does stem from each other so really taking the time to build yourself up understanding yourself a little bit better um, so if you do have to take the time to really self-reflect what is it that I need from someone that I'm with whether it's you, whether it's affection whether you want someone who just um, you know is able to cuddle with you whatever it is or if it's someone having someone there that you're able to communicate your your thoughts your emotions your feelings with then sharing that with your partner like you can't expect someone to just know <laughs> whatever it is that you want you can't expect someone to just do the things that you want them to do because people are people like we all have our own baggage we all have our own issues we're all dealing with our own things and we all just are doing our own shit you know it's just what life is you're you're your own person I'm my own person so it's important to try to come together and the only way to really do that is to really share your thoughts your feelings your desires what can I do to help you you know what I mean like it's that extension of the self where you're trying to also provide energy to your partner positive energy you know just some positivity some optimism whatever it is that they need from you at that moment you know you're you should be able to provide to them and so just initially having those conversations being able to dive deep with each other on expectations for yourself expectations for the the relationship you know not everyone needs the same things um just because I'm, I'm kind of someone who is used to doing things alone i really don't need a lot from someone that i'm with it's just other things that i do desire like the emotional support you know just things that you can't really just get from yourself um and you do want to have that from just other relationships in your life whether it's family friends you know your your significant other your partner whatever um so that's how i feel when it comes to that just having someone there uh, if you're there, I feel like you should be there, you know, you, it shouldn't just be you there and feeling like, hey, I can just buy you things and that means I love you. Like, no, show some people need you to show them in other ways. And so just uh, taking the time to learn your partner, taking the time to express to each other your needs. And again, it's perfectly fine to have different ones. Like not everyone is going to need the same thing from each other. And so just making sure that you are taking that time to provide those things to your partner is definitely going to go a long way. It's definitely going to like help your relationship um, positively. And uh, it's also just going to help you feel happier. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be happier. The relationship's going to be better. Everything's going to get get better and you'll be able to attract just more positive things in your life as well um so yeah everything is really a mindset so if all around the energy that you're surrounded by is positive if the people you're surrounded by is positive and you yourself are positive and exuding positive thoughts positive behaviors then of course everything in your life will be positive and you're going to attract a lot more in your life um, so i believe in you know spirit guides 
angels, etc. And they're always with us, they're always helping us. So once everything in life, everything in your life is uh, at the point where it needs to be and your thoughts, your behaviors, you're, you're manifesting all your thoughts 24-7 without you knowing. So if most of your thoughts are very negative or if um, you have a lot of fear when it comes to your dreams and your desires, then it's going to be harder for you to get there because you're manifesting those emotions. You know, the reason why you're feeling what you're feeling is because it's the manifestation of the energy that you're bringing into the world. And so it's so important to have positive energy, um, being optimistic and etc. I think the reason why I've gotten so far in my life and the reason why like I continue to go far and just push myself to do things is definitely just because I will force myself to have just positive thoughts and seeing things from a different way, like changing my perspective if I need to change my perspective. Um, so yeah, just kind of pushing yourself to maintain some positive energy, whether you have to take the time to yourself to do that, which is adulting. That's kind of part of everything, I think. You know, as an adult, you have to know when it's time for you, when it's time to take a step back from things, when it's time to kind of change directions. You have to know, you know, I'm very big on timing. I know, you know, we we want a lot of things in life. We kind of push a lot of things at ourselves at once, but it's so important to have the right timing because something can come up and you can take it and say it wasn't the right time and so it doesn't work out, which is what tends to happen because we want something so bad, <laughs> but we're not there yet. You know, we're not at that level yet where we're able to accept it, where everything falls in line and everything's all good. So it's it's time to just take the self-reflection, um, again, trying to exude positive thoughts, positive energy, so that you can attract and accomplish the things that you desire. It's uh, crazy though, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking two things. First thing is, uh, we probably couldn't date uh, any earlier in our lives for either one of us. No, we couldn't. And I definitely know it because I remember being, t I'm 26 now, I'm about to be 27, but I remember being 23 and 24, dating people, and they would like stay in my house or whatever, and I come back from work and they're there, and I used to be mad. I'd be like, oh my fucking God, why are you in my space? Like, why are you here? And I just remember being. I just remember thinking all the time, and I. I think that's when I knew I wasn't ready for a relationship. When I was like so selfish, that I was like, "This person's in my, this person's in my fucking space," and. Uh, I think it's kind of weird that for us two people, we're totally different people, <laughs> two on a total opposite end of the spectrum, but yet I think um, our love language is the same thing. We both need actions, like we both don't care for gifts. We like them. Um, but we don't really care for like care for the money value of it. Uh, we both care for actions. Um, what else? What else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, about the energy. Energy is a powerful thing. If you wake up and exude positive energy, pretty pretty much gonna have a positive day. Everything you do, you gonna see as a positive way. But if you wake up with negative energy, you're probably gonna see every little nick and act as a fucking negative trait like you're 
you might wake up today and you might your shoe might come untied, you almost fall, and like goddamn, some it's all negative today. Mm. <laughs> and you just, you just feel you just feel like that. But if you continue to think like that, then it's gonna be your reality. So if you think like that, you're gonna make it your reality. And I think that um, you should like create your own energy. If that makes any sense, like when for me when I wake up in the morning, I get up and. What I put in my body is something healthy every morning, so I know that I'm not putting bullshit in my bullshit in my body. So therefore, I'm creating this. I'm creating or feeding this positive energy because it's nothing harmful in my body right now. I have fucking vitamins, black coffee, wheat toast, and oranges in my body right now. That's natural. So like, I feel like if you have a good start to your day and it's all positive then they can only go uphill from there. And I think um, a lot of people, when it comes to energy, they don't realize that energy can be transferred as easily as touching somebody and walking in that area. So if you having a, a great day, you can sense the positive energy, don't let that negative energy come in your life. Like for me, if I'm I'm having a good day and I can sense the negative energy, oh, I'll, let, I'll, I'll leave. Like I'll get it away from me as as quick as possible because I already know what today is, uh, is, go- is li- lies for me. I know today is going to be a good day. I know today is going to be super positive. So why would I allow this negativity to come in my life? Even if it's for a split second, it's going to fuck up my energy for that split second. So why would I continue to entertain that? And one way I realized that uh, I could do that is I think everybody should do is mind their, mind their, mind their own business. <laughs> Um, I I will wa- I do want to say that I'm definitely proud of you because you've come so far <laughs> when it comes oh to that. Oh my god! Everything used to drive remember, me fucking. Everything used to drive me fucking I, crazy. I remember bringing it up to you, and I know. Like I told you, I, I was. You were I told them I, I was between sixty-seven. I was doing six, seven, eighty. I'm telling you, I used to act like an old grouchy man. Like no, but no, but honestly, I am very happy that you kind of understood where I was coming from. Like, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. I was just trying to make you see that you definitely used to come home with the negative energy just from work, that you were just absorbing all day, um, just being unhappy, you know, throughout the day with all of the, the things that would come up. And I kind of brought it up, like, hey, you don't have to let those things bother you. Like, other people are going to do and say other things. Like, you don't need to really pay any mind to it because it's not directly affecting you. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't affect you in that way if it has nothing to do with you. But you know know what's happening now? I think I I knew I was coming on, and I could feel it because the house would just feel different. The energy in the house, it it wouldn't feel as cool and like calm there it'll feel sticky and like hot and you know you just like the energy wasn't pure so i, I would say the fuck out of here like i say i would say the fuck out of the house sometimes and i would just say to myself and for no reason because it was not helping uh, <laughs> like no now now i do it but i'm saying now it's it's a common thing for me but i i had to realize what you were saying that you were like hey why are you stressing over this you have no you know it doesn't uh does it pertain to you? Does it pertain to you? Pertain to you. So, so, but I, I but, but I wasn't. What you call it? I wasn't even aware that I was coming home like that, and I was like, I thought I was just coming home. And then once you said, I'm like, you know, 
I am, and I didn't realize it. So once I did, and then you kind of realize how it affects everything else, then I'm like, you know, I'm like, what the fuck am I? What am I fucking coming home like this for? Is it that serious? Like, am I that upset that I can't come home and like, I have this beautiful woman like waiting for me to get home and I'm just bringing negative energy and it's causing her not even like to, you know, like be happy that I'm home. And you're like, damn, is it like, you know, what's really going on? And then once you sit back and you're like, oh, I'm coming here with this type of energy because I let this affect me earlier when it had, it had no effect on my life. But yeah, I'm making a big deal out of it. So now I'll like, I decompress on the way home and I really just don't let anything get to me. Like, I take everything with a grain of salt at work now. And I think that's work is a big thing for people. But when I realize I just take everything with a grain of salt, like I'm still, my job's still going to be there. I'm not getting fired. So I was, it was like, why would I argue with these people all the time? Like, it's not going to do anything. So once I did, I found that out. And I realized that I, I just needed to find a common ground and made, like, you know, they balance my energy out, and I was fine. So, one of the notes that we have is to learn to stop complaining, and I think um, this is kind of the perfect time to to bring that up, because a friend of mine would always say that he hates people who complain, uh, and we had a conversation sometime I think this year when he was like, "Yeah, you know." I hate when people complain, but I didn't mind when you complained because I know that you were complaining because you were going to change whatever it was that you were complaining about. And I was like, it made me think, like, damn, like, I definitely do complain about things, but it's always because I know I'm doing things to to get to where I actually want to be. And most people who do complain don't complain because they're making any changes. It's different. Your 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 complaining is you not. It, so when you complain, is you telling me, "Hey, like do this shit," like, or like, "Hey, I just did this shit." So it's I don't, like I used to think you complaining until you like sat down with me. Like, am I complaining or am I telling your ass for the twentieth time? But no, I I get what you're saying, but I'm not even talking about yeah, that. I'm talking, talking more so regarding. Um, not liking your environment so like I hated Connecticut I mm. know people from back home are listening to this and they're gonna say whatever they, they think about that but honestly I, I it. it just was not for me anymore like I knew that there was more out there for me and I needed to get on with my life and get to see different things be mm. in somewhere completely new like I knew I needed that you know what it um, is to that it's like you said it's 10 minutes to the to the other side of town the energy can just follow you it's right there and the energy because but no like i honestly i felt so much more powerful back home i mean because you know the water i think and i think it was because i definitely spent a lot of time at the beach i spent a lot of time outdoors like i just spent so much time um meditating running um so definitely, yeah, it, it was different because I spent, a, like, I, I would absorb a lot of energy from the earth all the time, but I also just feel like because I'm from there, no matter what, like, whatever energy mm-hmm. that I gain is just going to be more powerful because that's where I was yeah. born, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. So love-hate relationship, of course. Nothing 
wrong with Connecticut. Connecticut is a beautiful place, you know. I say food fire. I miss the food. That's food the one thing I miss. I miss the food from back home. I miss being able to go to the corner store and just get me a bacon egg and cheese. Like, miss going to the corner store and getting a beef patty. Like, and only paying a dollar seventy five. You know, like I miss Listen, the cheap prices. We went to a Brazilian. Now, we I went to a Brazilian steakhouse. Right, they know and it. Brazilian steak here, you know, <laughs> like in, in Houston, in Houston, it's like fifty dollars for like, a steak, just for the steak. Yeah, just for the steak. We went there. We had a whole plate buffet, bu- bu- buffet for both of us. Yeah. It was like twenty two dollars. And I used to live so the one on Frank Street right there. I used to live right there. So I lived on Lennon Ave, which is just right down the street. So I would just go at least once, twice a week, and have some steak like I love that spot so I I just took him back to all my my favorite spots when I went home and I definitely miss the food that's definitely one thing what's um, the ice cream place called oh we went to milk craft shout out to and milk I had craft cookie butter ice milk cream craft was, was my favorite man. so good so um so yeah I mean what was I talking about so uh I got a question just, uh, we can probably go back and forth. I I can answer the answer the question I want to ask too. Um, so. But what are we talking about? Before oh, about how you com- complaining? You're talking about okay, complaining. So let so, me just finish that really quick. Um, so yeah, we we're just talking about complaining and how when I would complain, it would be more about things that I didn't like um, about my life. Like, I knew I wanted to move to Texas. I think I was telling everyone who knew me back home that I was moving to Texas um, after I graduated. And, you know, as soon as I graduated, I, I kind of just packed up and moved. Um, you know, shout out to my aunt and uncle because I definitely wouldn't have <laughs> been here if it weren't for them. Shout out. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, when I do complain about something like 24-7, it's because it's so prominent in my mind that I'm doing whatever it is that I need to do to get to wherever it is that I want to go. Um, and not everyone c- complains in that sense. A lot of people, like, complain just to talk. Like, they just want to complain about something. Um, they just want something. They just want people to kind of feel sorry for them or, you know, to kind of bask in that uh, I just want to hear their voice that energy, too. Yeah, okay. But either way, like, there's people who complain and will not do anything about what they're complaining about. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's definitely important to catch yourself if you see that you are complaining about things and you're also not taking any steps to change those things because no matter what you are in control of your life you're in control of your path like i i like to think that life is predestined because i definitely believe it is um we just have the ability to make our paths longer or shorter depending on whichever path we decide to take. Um, And so, (laughs) I don't know whether or not I should even say this, but I'm going to say it. So I definitely used to get high back home. I don't anymore. I don't really do that. I'm a good, I'm a better person. But I definitely used to back in Connecticut. And... It's legal. (laughs) And um, I would just see different things when I would get high because... I would meditate 
So, I would do random things sometimes. So, like, yeah, I would definitely get high and just look at myself in the mirror because I just thought I looked so <laughs> fucking good. And I would also just meditate. So, I would just get in my car sometimes and you go for... You sober. And I, I would just get... Yeah, I would just get in my car sometimes. And I would... um take a drive so i would do a late night drive and i would just smoke um and then i would just park by the beach so sometimes i would go to st mary's or i would just hang out by seaside in my car and meditate um while i was high and when i was high i would see stuff and for whatever reason at that time um at one like one time when i was high and i was doing i was meditating i saw that you can literally take different paths in life um so I just showed like it was just weird I just kind of saw the same way you said that you imagine like sex Mm -hmm. during meditation it just kind of popped up in my head where I saw myself taking different paths to kind of get to the same end goal um so we kind of manifested it already yeah Mm -hmm. so basically but that was a time when I would live in the future I know that sounds weird but I was so far ahead of myself where I was just seeing myself in this new, um, in this new life, uh, seeing myself in a new place, seeing myself start over. Like I was just so far ahead that I was already manifesting, visualizing. I was living it basically. Um, so I wasn't enjoying the now. So I wasn't enjoying what was happening in front of me. Like I never, so I know you you brought up that, you know, I graduated top of my class, whatever. Back in high school, I did. I didn't see it as a big thing. I didn't, like, you know, I didn't take time to congratulate myself or, or pat myself on the back or anything like that. Like, it wasn't anything. Like, I was never the type of person to be like, great job, you did this, and that's it, you know? I'm proud of you. No, I would never give myself that gratification I would never like take time to appreciate where like how far I came um I would just be like where I'm going yeah Mm -hmm. what is next I need I still need to do this like yeah I did that but guess what I'm still I still need to do x y and z like I'm not done um and so I was just so far ahead that everything else that I did wasn't even anything (laughs) it was just like yeah whatever (laughs) so I would push a lot of things to the uh, back burner really Um, so definitely I would suggest just taking the time to appreciate how far you've come I know you may not think you know you've come far if you're like me if you're you know someone who just kind of is always pushing yourself to go and, and move move forward you probably don't take the time to really appreciate where you are but take some time to reflect on the now you know you have to also enjoy what's happening around you you also have to just take the time to relax and not be in overdrive 24 7 so I was always like my energy is crazy so I can literally do so many things in so little time that I know it drives it oh my drives god it drives me fucking crazy <laughs> I know it drives yeah, we go, me crazy we, we would go to the fucking store and she's running the store and I'm like bro it's a Sunday we ain't got shit to do today why the fuck are we running and she's, and she's like a person who can multitask and do 
two things, three, four things, and get all them shits done. And I'm like, let me finish this one. And it would get, drive me crazy. That you gave me. I need one. I need one. Sometimes it takes me all day to do a task. Sometimes it takes me Literally. 10 minutes. But like, it would drive. Oh my God. It drives me fucking crazy. She'd be like, look, it's your off day. I need you to do these 10 things. I'm like, 10? I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm not getting out of bed till like ten o'clock. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Figure it out. And she was like, she was like, well, I did it last week and I had it done by twelve. And you like, how? She was like, well, I did this, this, this while I was doing this and this. While this was on, I did this, this, and this. Boom, twelve o'clock, everything's done. I'm like, what the fuck? And I try to do it, and I'm like, it's eight o'clock, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> you literally get sidetracked with one thing. You'll start one thing, and then you'll try to start another thing, and then you go and leave those two things, and then you'll go and start another thing, and then you never complete any of the things. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely a man, cause that's a de- Cause like, like. It'll I'll, be like, what are you doing? I'm like, you started washing clothes three days ago. Why are you not done? <laughs> in my defense, I get home late. like the clothes literally wash in an hour and they literally dry in an hour so no but anyway um yeah can i uh peep what you're saying is going um i think that's a huge thing in life to stop and like smell the roses right then and there and pat yourself on the back yeah pat yourself on the back like you got to think about it. You might not be where you want to be, but think about where you could have been. And where you've, you've Like, say, come. say, say, give me, let me see, give you an example. So, say my goal is to make a million dollars next year. And I'm like, so for me, I tell my, I over-exaggerate my goal. So, I'm like, man, I want to make $5 million next year, knowing that my goal is really $2 million, But I'm saying $5 million, so I push to get $5 million. But if I get four. I don't sit back and be like, damn, I'm a failure. I didn't get $5 million. I'm like, damn, remember, you got $4 million. Remember you had $2 cents in your checking account. Now you got $4 million. So I feel like if you stop and think like that, you'd be like, you know what? That's how I think now. Everything could be, anything, everything could be worse. I wish I could. Nope. See me? See? I would, put, I would say, yeah, I'm going to make $5 million. I'll put, I'll put it in my mind. You got to make $5 million. And if I don't make $5 million, that means I... I'm a piece of shit. Like, I would, like, put myself down because I'm like, damn, so you were that close. But do you, but you, do you, do but do you neglect the other four million you made? Well, I'm going to still spend it. No, but. no, it's not, it's not, I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. But you got to, you got to think, though. I'm going to still spend it. Yeah, but, but you got to like, think. You know what? I don't care. For me, but no, but no, but, like, but I'm saying, care. but I'm saying five million was my goal. Two million was my goal. But I'm going to tell myself five billion because... But that's what I mean. I can't do that. If I tell myself five million, that means I mean five million. Like, I can't lie to myself mm-hmm. and say, yeah, I'm going to do five million, but then really do two, you know? Like, I can't do that. So if I set myself up for five mil, then I'm like, you know what? Damn. Why the fuck you couldn't get that one mil, like... If any, spo- if any sponsor myself. is looking, we're trying to get $5 million next year. <laughs> and then I would push myself to still get that, yeah. even though it took me a little bit longer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would beat myself up about it because I'd be like, what the fuck? But then I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. I'm not going to touch it. That would be me. I'm not going to touch this until I get to the $5 million. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I would do the same thing, but I would still like, like, damn, you came a long way. And I, I think that's always how I look at things like, I like that. I feel like damn, it could have been worse. Um, I I do want to end 
Wait, let's wrap it up. Yeah, you yeah. Can just end abruptly. No, I know. I was going to ask you a question to end okay. it. Um, so we have been talking about adulting and you know what it means to be an adult. If you can give the people, let's say, four words to describe adulting, or just to, you know, just to say a four things you need to do as an adult. What would it be? Four things to do as an adult. To be a successful adult. Okay. Four things to be a successful adult is self-reflect. Self-reflection is key. Um, meditation. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Like, just meditate. If it's hard, it, it'll be hard in the beginning if you've never done it. Um, watch some YouTube videos. Med- but definitely try to meditate. Um, at least sometime a day, just take that time to do it. Um, what else would I say? I would say take care of your health, whatever that may mean to you. Um, definitely your mental health, your physical health, exercise, drink water, um, eat healthy, whatever that is to you. Everyone, you know, it's, it's different. If you want to go vegan, push yourself to go vegan, give up some meat. Um, kind of cut back on some things, cut down on what you're doing. Um, and the very last thing I would say is just vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take your vacation, take your sick leave, take your personal days, take that time off. Um, I, I took a half day last Friday and then I went to get a facial and a pedicure and it was amazing. I definitely needed it. I didn't think, you know, just work, just taking those four hours off would make that much of a difference, but it definitely did. So, um, yeah, that's definitely what I would say. Uh, what's I think is most important for me when it comes to adulting, if you think there are other things that are more important, just feel free to comment, um, leave a review as well. Let us know what you think. If you felt like anything we said was helpful or if you would like us to expand on anything, uh, feel free to check us out on our website. We will uh, probably drop it down below so you can have that. So we'll have our website there, our Twitter, and our Instagram. We'll add everything in there. So if you do, feel free to follow us. We will be posting um, some things throughout the week. And we'll also be starting to blog shortly. So uh, check us out. And if you have anything that you would like to hear us talk about, feel free to also comment on that as well. Let us know. All right. We want to thank you all for tuning in. And um, we're excited about this process, so we can't wait to get more to you. So I guess we'll catch you next time. We will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. Peace.